Well, thank you, Brother Mike. Thank you, Jenny. My goodness, how moving that was and how true that video was. And that song, you know, Jesus, whatever you're going through in your life right now, it may seem to be a total disaster, but uh, God can bring you through it, and he says he will if you belong to him. And if you don't belong to him, you'll have an opportunity to do that today, to give your heart, your life to Jesus Christ. If you brought your Bibles, turn to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, and I want to speak to you in a sermon that I've entitled, How to Begin Anew. How to Begin Anew. Joshua chapter 1. I don't know if you noticed at the beginning, they had that countdown video when we started. Now, let me just say, there's not one up there that says when I stop, okay? I don't think there'll be, Steve. I haven't been told if there's going to be one. But anyway, uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all the people into the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness unto this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. That's very important. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I shall swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate, that's an important word, Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. As I was thinking about this Sunday and the sermon that I would preach, I was reminded that new things, new things bring difficult moments and some challenges. New things bring difficult moments and some challenges. Think back about some new things that you've experienced in your past. Think about a new job. Perhaps when you arrived there on the job, you were nervous. I'm nervous this morning. Well, I'm better. 
Miss Wells, I'm better. Are you better? You better. She said, I'm nervous, Brother Sammy. Pray for me. I said, pray for me. I'm nervous, too. And so I feel really good now. She must have been praying for me. But you arrive at the job, and you're nervous. First time, first day on the job. It's a new job. I mean, uh, you don't know where things are. You don't know what doors will lead where. You have new names, you have new faces, you have new people, a new room, perhaps a new desk that you're not familiar with, a new computer you're not familiar with. And at times you, you, you feel confused because it's all new. And you think, or perhaps you even said, you know, it's not supposed to be like this. Really, it's supposed to be like it was. Now let me just share this with you. Jot this down somewhere. Nothing new is never like it was. Nothing new is never like it was. Now listen, not only do you have delightful moments, but you also have some challenges when you have new things. Like moving into a new home. You move into a new home, you have challenges. You go in and you'll find that the wall plate's missing from a light switch. Or you find that the handrail is, is at the staircase is loose. Or, or the electrical plug is not working. And the electrical outlet's been placed on the wrong wall. Or, or there's a wall that doesn't even have an electrical outlet. Or the, the light switch is behind the door and it's supposed to have been on the other side of the door. There are challenges in a new home. But what about stepping into a new church facility? You think there will be any challenges? <laughs> you think so? I mean, my goodness. We have chairs and we don't have the pew. and The floor is shaped different. Before it was elevated. Now it's a flat surface and New walls, and the windows are high, and before they were low, and new baptistry. I, I walked up to the baptistry, been up there several times, and it's a push-button baptistry. There's three buttons as you go down the step. You mash a button, well, prior, you mash a button, and, and it, it, it fills. Water starts coming in, and it has an automatic cutoff. I hope it has an automatic cutoff. Hope it works. And it stops at a certain level and it cuts off and immediately when it cuts off, the heater cuts on and circulating pumps come through. Our old baptistry had an intake where you turn the water on in the faucet. You controlled it. And then you turned it off. And then you had a drain. Two holes. This one has six holes that's been drilled in that baptistry. It's new. I mean, new pulpit. It's, it's shaped like our, my, my old pulpit. Brother Ike down at First Baptist Tuscaloosa came up and we discussed the pulpit. But I've got to get used to the pulpit. It, it's new. It looks like the old pulpit, but, but it, it's new. I've got to get used to it. You, you have to get used to a pulpit. Looks like the old, but it's new. And then the platform chairs. These are not our chairs. We have a lot of things on loan to us to get us through until ours get here. And so these platform chairs are on loan. Now I will admit, Terry and I, we ask that they get wider chairs. 
Now, I don't want to make any more comments on wide chairs. But I really didn't think they should have been that wide. <laughs> Here's the point. We'd rather have the old because we're challenged with the new. I read a line from the Jewish Talmud that read this. Would that life be like a shadow cast by a wall or a tree, but it's like a shadow of a bird in flight. We all wish that life could just stand still. Nothing change. Because we get accustomed to it. We'd rather for it to be a wall or just a shadow of a tree. We like the familiar. We don't like surprises. We really want trees and walls, but instead we are birds in flight. New things are difficult simply because we have to make some adjustments. Now with all of our, with all of our adjustments and with all of our challenges... Very few people have ever gone through adjustments and challenges like the ancient Hebrews. They thought that they had adjusted to all their changes and they wouldn't have any more adjustments to make the rest of their lives. Forty years in the wilderness, setting up their church, their tabernacle, their tent, setting it up, taking it down, rolling it up, marching a few miles the next day, setting it up, taking it down, rolling it up, marching a few days, on and on and on. I mean, when the cloud moves, we move. When the fire appears, uh, we stop. Moses had been their leader for 40 years, four decades, and all of a sudden, Moses dies. They'd never been under Joshua's leadership before. That Perhaps so many of them had never even heard him speak. And they were so familiar with Moses that his voice would almost sound like it was coming out of the furniture, out of the woodwork. After 40 years, they had learned Moses' style. They'd learned the length of his patience. Then all of a sudden, he dies. And if that's not enough to adjust to, they're about to cross the Jordan into the territory of a group of people that worshipped many gods, and practice gross immorality. So what are some guidelines that we can put in place that will help us here at Mountain View start new? Start anew. I've listed just a few, jot these down. First guideline that I believe will help us is, first, let's face reality. Well, verse 2 tells us that. Verse 2 He just simply says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, I tell you, that's strange. You say, well, Brother Sammy, that's informative. Yeah, but it's strange. Because the chapter previously, the book previously, Deuteronomy 4, verse 7 through 8, tells what these people had been doing for 30 days. They had already been mourning the death of Moses for 30 days. They had been crying and weeping because of the death of Moses. Then all of a sudden comes on the scene in verse 2 and says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Hmm. 
God tells them the obvious. They knew that. God's saying, listen, Moses, my servant, is dead, tells them the obvious. But God is saying it's time for you to face reality. And so we as a faith family here at Mountain View Baptist Church, we must realize before we can move on, we must realize that the past really is over with. Our previous building's gone. The mobile chapel and the mobile education building is going to be pulled away sooner than we thought. And God is saying, if you're going to receive my blessings in the future, over on the other side, you must be willing to face reality. Just remember the past is gone. A.W. Tozer said this in a book entitled The Divine Continuance. He said, when a man of God dies... Nothing of God dies. He says that when someone who has been very significant in your life dies, nothing of God passes away. Nothing of God changes when a man of God changes. Nothing of God falls when a man of God falls. Nothing of God moves when a man of God moves. Hebrews 13.8 says that God's the same today as He was yesterday, and He'll be the same forevermore. Moses is dead, but I'm very much alive. So the baton is passed from Moses to Joshua. Follow him as you followed Moses. So in order to begin anew, we have to just face the reality Let's face reality. Past is past. Second thing, jot this down. We have to move on. Look at verse 2 through 4 there. They're about to cross the Jordan River. God's saying, in essence, He says, Get up. You've watched old Moses go up Mount Nebo, and he's died. He's not coming back. You need to go on past Nebo and you need to cross the Jordan River and take on the challenges that I have assigned for you for the future. Now, it's easy to get attached to a building. It's easy. We were attached to a previous building. I remember when the building was blown away. Somebody said, what what are we going to build? And I said, well, I'd like to build one just like we had. Attached to the building. But obviously God had something different. God had a better plan. But please remember, before God permits anything to be taken away, He always has something better for us. Here's the point. Let's move on. There's a tomorrow, there's a future. and God has something better for us, and He's leading us in that direction. However, remember, there's some changes that are needed in order to meet the challenges. Did you hear that? Changes needed in order to meet the challenges. Adjustments must be, fa- must be made. We have first, face the reality. Second, we have to move on. Third, let's not be afraid. Look at verse 5. Verse 5 says, There shall not be any man be able to stand before thee, In other words, your enemies are not going to succeed against you. 
As I was with Moses, oh, I like this, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. You know the most common response to the unknown is fear? It is. If you don't know what's going to happen, you become afraid. Verse 5 says, So as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor will I forsake thee. They were about to face some new challenges, some new obstacles, more than ever before. Mountain View, we are too. We're going to face some things we've never faced before. But we don't have anything to fear. You know, we have a, a lot of the unknown. We have a lot of the uncertainty. All out there in the future. But we don't have anything to fear. Now, why is that? Well, because verse 5. Verse 5 says, I will be with thee, and I will not fail thee, nor will I forsake thee. Got to be with us. So we take on the new ventures, the new challenges. I will not fail you. So when you come to the end of your resources, he says, I will not fail you. And then he uses a word, he says, I will not forsake you. Same word Jesus used from the cross when he looked up and he says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And as I was thinking about what Jesus said, I realized that I will never have those words come from my lips. Now, God had forsaken Jesus at the point that mankind's sin was laid upon him. God's a holy God. God doesn't look upon sin. And God turned his face from his son. And Jesus felt all alone, forsaken. But friend, listen, you and I are different. We'll never be able to utter those words, God, why have you forsaken me? Because he said, I will never forsake thee nor leave thee. Let's not be afraid. Fear and faith, two different things, but fear and faith cannot coexist with each other. You can't have fear and have faith. And you can't have faith and be afraid at the same time. Be not afraid. So in order to begin anew, we got to face reality, move on. God has something better. We have to focus, and then let's not be afraid. Number four, let's stand tall. Look, if you will, at verse 6, and I'm about to close. Verse 6 says, Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou be divided for an inheritance. The land which I swear unto thee unto their fathers to give them. Verse 6, be strong and of good courage. Look at verse 7. Only be strong and be very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right, to the left, that thou mightst prosper whithersoever thou goest. Look at verse 9. Have I... Not commanded thee, be strong. There it is again. Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Look at verse 18. Verse 18. Wheresoever or whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment 
and will not hearken to thy words, and all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. There it is again. Stand tall. You see, when God says something once, that's, that's important. And when God said something twice, that is, that's, that's mightily significant. And when God says something three times, that is of highest priority. But when God says something four times, it's indispensable. In other words, four times, be confident, be determined. Don't be conceited, don't be prideful, don't be, uh, but, but, but be fearless. Be committed to scriptural principles. Stay in God's words. What are you saying? Don't, don't turn to the left, don't turn to the right, but just keep doing what God has commanded you to do. Verse 7, standing tall in obedience. Look at verse 7. Verse 7 says, Only be strong, be very courageous, that I might observe to do according to the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Just stay in the law. And so he's saying for us here at Mountain View, we have no reason to be proud, we don't have any reason to be arrogant, any reason to be conceited, but we live in a culture, we live in a place, we live in a society, in a time where we as individuals and as Christians and as a church family must be willing to stand tall and courageous when it comes to the Word of God. Standing tall. It's not just referring, listen, to just a local body of believers, but it's referring to you individually, to me individually. So this morning, as we begin to face the new, I challenge you as a pastor that not only do we face reality, move on, not be afraid, stand tall. You see, the point is, there are going to be times that we'll be led by the book rather than by some church member. We go by the book. That's what he says. Don't turn from it left or right. Obey the words of God. So the book is going to guide us in the way that we go. Not individuals, but the book. Number five, jot this down as we try to begin anew. Stay focused. Look at verse 8 and 9. This book of the law shall not depart out of the mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein. Underline meditate. Day and night, thou must observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong, be, a, be of good courage, be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. This is God's word. Right here, is, this, this is God's word. You have God's word. Bring God's word. Although it's on the screen, bring it with you to church. And, and nothing that I say or anyone else says should be contrary to the Word of God. They were to do what? They were to raise their children by God's Word. Parents, you listening? Raise your children by God's Word. They were to live in their present-day culture by God's Word. He says to meditate upon it. Verse 8. Meditate upon it. means to mull over. Reminds you of uh, some of the older ones remember the expression. It's like a cow chewing its cud. 
and the cow will eat. You've seen this, or maybe, or one day you might. You don't know what's happening. An old cow's chewing and chewing and chewing, and it swallows. It comes back up. And think you'd like that, but that's what it does. And they, for whatever reason, and however it does it, and it, it keeps on chewing. It swallows, comes back, keeps on chewing and chewing, and finally stays down. You know what he says? He says, listen, when you get a good meal in the Scripture, you need to meditate upon it. You need to mull it around in your mind while you're at work. On the way home, you need to just kind of think about it for a while. When you're at the supper table or dinner table, you need to say, Honey, have you ever thought about and talked to her or to him and to your children about what God's Word said to you that day? And when you start to go to bed that night, you need to mull it around a little until you swallow it completely. That's what he says. Meditate upon it. Turn it over in your mind and think it through. You determine your decisions in the light of God's Word. Not just all of a sudden jump up and make some life-changing decision without praying and mulling that around in your mind and asking God what you should do. Stay focused on the Word of God. Then number six, and I'll leave you with this. Let's just enjoy this place. Look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. We're going to face reality. We're going to move on. We're not going to be guided other than by God's Word. We're going to stand tall, and we're going to enjoy this place. Because God's provided us a place of worship. He's provided us a place to do ministry, to train new believers And God just wants us to enjoy ourselves as we do that. Some of the best people that you'll find anywhere are sitting right here today. And it's great just to come together and worship our God and have a good time and enjoy ourselves doing that and enjoy being with each other. God's provided us a building You've worked hard, you've been faithful in your attendance, you've been faithful in your giving, you've been, I mean, you've waded mud, you've parked here, you've parked there, you've walked from down here, up there, it's really been uncomfortable. You've carried on ministry as much as we're able to carry on ministry. Others have come along beside us from 20 different states, perhaps more. Kindly handed us a, Hepping hand. With all that said, just look around. Enjoy the place that God's given you. Given to us. It's a great place. It's kind of neat. It really is. Real neat. Have a chance to go up to the youth theater. Their youth uh, building got blown away. Go up to the youth there. Go through the preschool, children preschool, the nursery. Go into the children's church area. Look around. Go upstairs. Again, let me say, go up there. If you can go upstairs, go upstairs and look at the youth theater and and, uh, the lights. Uh, 
how you like that? How you like that? That light up there. That's kind of neat. But you know that can change colors. You say, well, Brother Sammy, why in the world we want to do that? Well, we're going to have, hopefully, we're going to honor the Lord through some, some, uh, some plays and some drama. And, and so we have opportunity to do that. Sound. Man. By the way, next week we, we should have sound hooked up on the, on the podium. We didn't have a mic up here today. But, but it's coming. See, we're not finished. We just had to, we, we got to move in. There's some new things, challenges. So when you come to the Lord's house, enjoy yourself. There's nothing here is to be worshipped. Only He's to be worshipped. But enjoy. Enjoy. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you at this time and thanking you, Lord, for an opportunity to be in this place today. Lord, there's no way we could be here if it wasn't for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for, for how you make all things new. And I look back several months ago, and I go back to that still, small voice. And you said, don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. And I thank you, Lord, for leading us every step of the way. And, Lord, it's hard not to get ahead of you. It really was. But I thank you, Lord, for your people, for this local body of believers here that, that believed your word and trusted in your word, that you're able and that you're going to Work all things out for the good to them that love you and are called according to your purpose. And then you send others all over the United States, Lord, even from, even from down under, to come and to help and to minister. And so, Lord, thank you for, for knowing that we're never going to be forsaken. You're never going to leave us. So whatever we go through in our life, we know that you're able to bring us through it. And when we get through it, things are going to be much better. There are things that you are aware of that we're not, things that you want us to do, and, and we're not aware of those, but you're directing us toward those in new types of ministry. And Now we have, we have parking space, and we have classroom space, and we have ways that we can minister, and hopefully even down below the hill there, the kitchen that was built. And, and God, you've opened up potential for us in ministry. Thank you for these who are here today. This cross up here, Lord, on the floor next to the stage, with all those names of volunteers that came, thank you for those. And Father, I pray now that for every person here, if there's someone here that's going through a crisis in their life, let them know it's not the end. Let them know that you're able to bring them through it. And if they've never put their faith and trust in you, I pray today what a day it would be, a great day to come and say, I want to trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. And for the Christian to recommit themselves to you today, to start new today. Lord, not let the past tie them down and hold them down, but they can start today. 
serving you in a new and different way. Other decisions that need to be made today. Transfer of membership. I don't know, but whatever it is, I pray that people will come and honor you today in a commitment, whatever you're leading them to do. Well, thank you, Lord, for what you've done and how we pray that you'll be honored and glorified in the days to come. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Terry's going to lead us in hymn number. No number, I forgot that. It's new. Let's stand together. as we sing, all right? Come on. Just as I am, though, tossed about with many a God, with many a doubt, fighting within and fears without a lamb of God. I Just make a couple of announcements. You can just remain standing. Thank you, Terry. Let me just mention, first of all, we're not, we won't be having services uh, tonight during discipleship training that hour. Uh, that time has been uh, called off today because of things that we're going to have to do to make ready for, uh, uh, get some things ready before we can, can do discipleship training. But let me remind you that we'll meet back for discipleship training uh, I believe it's August the 4th. We'll get back on regular schedule on the first Sunday there in August. Also, let me mention there's two important meetings tonight. Uh, first of all, the security ministry team will meet tonight at 4 o'clock, and that's going to be in the choir room. Uh, so that's the security ministry team in the choir room. And then Gina Norton, our teen kid leader, would like to meet with all teen kid workers at 5 o'clock uh, in the teen kid room. That's the big children's activity room and so kindly remember that those announcements then also uh, our open house next sunday and so uh, looking forward to that so please make plans to come invite others we'll have our regular worship service 
and then we will meet at uh, 2 o'clock for open house, and then we will uh, meet at 3 for the dedication. We won't have Sunday school next Sunday. We'll be getting ready down here for everything, and we felt like uh, to just hold off on Sunday school, and that will help. Uh, that'll help with the crowd control, with other people coming in and us dismissing. It could get a little congested. So we, we thought time-wise uh, and what length you would have to, to meet in your class, it'd be best perhaps just to go back on the 4th of August with our regular schedule. Um, let me see. Oh, yeah, bro, Brother Brian, Gwen Trapp, they're moving tomorrow to go back on the mission field. They're going to be serving... Uh, in the administration uh, in Decatur, Georgia, with Source of Light Ministries Incorporated. And they're going to be, where's Brother Brian? Okay. So they're going to be moving tomorrow. And so we need some help to kind of help them get loaded in the U-Haul. And so if you can meet Brother Brian uh, after church up here just for a moment, he'll give you some details about that. So if you're free, if your altar can help load See Brother Brian up here uh, at the Lord's Supper table just for a moment, and he'll give you some instructions about where, the, where they live now and what's going to be taking place. All right, Brian? Good. That'll be good. All right. Guests, thank you for being here. Thank you for coming. I'm going to ask Bill Pickard if you'll step forward just a minute. Terry, you turn that mic on for me. And B Brother Bill will dismiss us, and then I thank you for coming today, and I hope you'll be back next Sunday. And if you're not presently attending church somewhere, we'd love to have you here. We really would, because God would, if you feel led to come here, he has something for you to do. And so speak to each other before you leave, and make sure Mountain View, you welcome our guests. All right? Bill will dismiss us. Good and gracious Heavenly Father, let us grow. Dear Lord, bless the ongoing ministry of this church. Let us reach out to all people all over the world, here at home. And dear Lord, I ask you to dismiss us in our care and in your care. And all God's people said, Amen. You're dismissed.